As superhero movies are becoming mainstream entertainment at theaters around the world, comic fans also have plenty of heroic action on the small screen to keep them sated while waiting for the next blockbuster. We are in a golden age of superhero television shows, with plenty of offerings from both the Marvel and DC universes, and the trend shows no sign of slowing down. To chronicle these recent shows and even examine some of the classics, we are proud to present Weekly Heroics, a two true freaks guide to heroes on TV. In every podcast, we'll be doing recaps of individual episodes of one Marvel show and one DC show until we catch up to them or some supervillains shut us all down. My name is Scott McGregor, and I'm the fastest podcaster alive. That's what she said. And I'm Chris Tyler, one of your agents of cool. To bring you this podcast, we each have to become someone else. We each have to become something else. As a child, my planet Krypton was dying. I was sent to Earth to protect my cousin. But my pod got knocked off course, and by the time I got here, my cousin had already grown up and become Superman. And so I hid my powers, until recently when an accident forced me to reveal myself to the world. To most people, I'm an assistant at CatCo Worldwide Media. But in secret, I work with my adoptive sister for the DEO to protect my city from alien life and anyone else that means to cause it harm. I am Supergirl. Hello and welcome to Weekly Heroics, a two true freaks guide to heroes on TV. My name is Chris Tyler, a.k.a. the Hair Metal Hero, and I am joined, as always, by my cohort in crime, Scott 2.0, Mr. Scott McGregor. In crime? I thought we were the hero, not the supervillain. This week, it's crime. We're anti-heroes this week. Like, well, yeah, anti-heroes. Yeah. Anti-heroes. I'm anti-exercise. That's what I am. Yeah, me too. Uh, Anti-people at this moment. This, this is a post-election show, and that's all we're going to say about it, but it's been a rough couple days. Let's barrel right on into this. We're going to cover episodes 9 and 10 of the first season of Supergirl tonight, and the uh, ninth episode of Supergirl is entitled Blood Bonds. And uh, let's do a brief rundown of the synopsis. So we're going to pick up immediately where we left off at the end of last episode with Nan and Kara flying at each other. So uh, the two of them are fighting, and after a few uh, shots, they fall to the ground. Nan grabs Kara by the neck, uh, lifting her straight up easily superhero style. And as Kara is uh, helpless, Hank tries to intervene in the fight, but is abducted by Nan. Max uh, Lord orders the DEO to leave and refuses to reveal what the Kryptonians might have been looking for. He then later makes a public statement blaming the attack on corporate corporate espionage. And I say we make off like it was corporate espionage. Sorry. Uh, at DEO headquarters, Hank's secret emergency protocols reveal that Alex is his designated successor. Kara asks uh, Astra, Perant, where Nan took Hank, but she refuses to divulge any information. Astra empathizes that Kara has chosen sides against family. Kara tells James and Wynn that Kat believes her to be Supergirl, a premise Kat continues to explore through various challenges to Kara's identity. Non contacts the DEO while Kara is present, offering to trade Hank for Astra. Alex agrees, but is countermanded by General Lane, who has been putting, put in charge of the DEO by a presidential order. James tries to investigate at Lord Technologies, and his suspicions are raised by his observations of the damage to the facility, but Max orders him off the premises. 
At Astra's headquarters, Nan kills a mind-reading alien who finds Hank impervious to his abilities. Can't imagine why. At the... At the DEO, Sam interrogates Astra by torturing her with a kryptonite injection to Kara's horror and uh, also over her objecting uh, f- fiercely. <clears throat> James tells Kara that he has no leads on what Max is hiding, but Wynn later confronts James, who admits that he does have a line of investigation. Wynn agrees to help bypass Max's security. James successfully infiltrates the Lord building, but is stopped by a biometric lock and then caught by Max and his security force, who beat up Jimmy Olsen and throw him out. Astra reveals that Hank's uh, what Hank's supposed location is, but it's a trap. Kara saves Alex and a soldier from an explosion at this time as well. Cat decides that Supergirl's energies are wasted on the pretense of being an errand girl. If Kara can't prove that she isn't Supergirl, Cat will fire her. Later, Kara thanks Cat for the opportunity to work with her and resigns, explaining that Cat's suspicions make it impossible for her to do her job. Kara then discovers James's injuries and declares that she'll go after Max Lord. Wynn notes that she is talking like Astra and instead needs to let him and James investigate and find another way to expose Max. Kara visits Astra and asks to hear the truth. Astra reveals that Allura believed Astra's claims about the planetary crisis and sentenced Astra on the basis of her crimes without losing faith in her. Astra favorably likens Kara to Allura and tells her that going through with the exchange is the only way to rescue Hank. Kara decides to do so, but General Lane threatens to stop her by force. However, he's unable to follow through when the soldiers follow the lead of their fellow whom Supergirl rescued. Remember, it's always good to help people out who refuse to act against her. The trade is made, but then Non springs an ambush. However, Astra calls off the attack, demanding that a reluctant Non honor the agreement, though it's not a truce. Back at CatCo, Hank uses his shape-shifting ability to impersonate Supergirl so that Cat can see her and Kara at the same time. Cat accepts that she must have been wrong and offers Kara her job back on the condition that she not reveal Cat's embarrassing mistake. Hank offers Kara a full-time job at the DEO, but she tells him that her relationship at CatCo are what humanizes her. She has an online chat with Superman, who offers her emotional support and assistance if she ever needs it. He reiterates that a, uh, reiterates a Kryptonian proverb that has been a mo- motif throughout the episode, blood bonds us all, referring to all Kryptonians, but by extension, all sapient life. Uh, James, Wynn, and Kara commit to stopping Max Lord. And the stinger for the episode is uh, at a secret facility inside Lord Technologies. Max checks on a test subject, a young blonde woman who apparently died from brain trauma. She opens her eyes, revealing them to be entirely black. Dun-dun-dun. Yeah, uh, yeah, this is a good episode, too. <laughs> a lot of plot in this one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's good plot. This is, you know, the the Kryptonian situation is the overarching theme for this season. So uh, it's time to start making moves on that. Mm-hmm. Good battle scenes again, too. The flight battles. Yeah, the, the Kryptonian fighting in this is fun. The superhero fighting in this is fun. It's really I mean, good stuff, man. Yeah. It's, yeah, I still like the heat vision that they do, the way they, I mean, they, they don't wimp out on it. They, they're slugging it out. I mean, it's not yeah. the destruction of Metropolis that you're going to see in Man of Steel, but for a TV budget, it's pretty damn good. Yeah, and I keep, you know, I'm trying to ruin my own experience because I kind of look at 
at it with a critical eye and try to find the flaws. I'm just like, damn, they're they're doing good work, man. Got to keep giving props for that. Yeah, and I'm pretty willing to forgive uh, effects flaws if I'm sucked into the story. I mean, that's really you know the Always main not. thrust of it. Yeah. yeah, shit. I still watch old movies where you can see the wire holding the spaceship up. So you know, I, I... <laughs> oh, me too. <laughs> so. Yeah, don't watch Logan's Run on Blu-ray. <laughs> no, it's it that it, yeah. <laughs> I'm telling. You. Anyway, the, uh, one nitpick I have with this uh, episode, maybe, and maybe the the arc in general, but I almost kind of wish they hadn't done the whole cat figures it out and then we have to fool her type thing. Although, isn't that kind of a wasn't that more of a '60s Batman thing that Alfred once dressed up as him to prove that- it's just a Silver Age thing in general? Yeah, I mean, let's yeah. be, you know, if, <laughs> if you had to prove that you weren't Supergirl. How else would you do it? Well, you'd need a shapeshifter, you know, mm-hmm. and John can fly. So, I mean, you have him, you know, come in and then... Yeah, it's much better than your butler or, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but, but still, I, I don't know. I, I, I almost feel like they they put more attention on, on the, the plot problems with something like that than... Um, I, you know what? It, well, they don't play Cat as stupid. She didn't get to be where she was by being stupid, right? right? So it makes sense that she'd question her, and she has valid reason to. It's been building up over the course of eight episodes. You know, uh, yeah, she's not seen the two of them in the same room. Um, so you can't blame her for trying to for calling her out on it. And yeah, but what, I don't I, know. what does? You know, it's cliche, but I, I mean, I like it. I, I like yeah. seeing that stuff. You know, it's that oh, oh, good, we got away with it. You know, and for most people especially with Kat saying, hey, look, please don't tell anybody I made this mistake. That's kind of her saying, I'm not going to push on this anymore. You know, I've already made a fool of myself once. Yeah. It's not a train of thought I'm going to continue to follow. I, I guess, I don't know. I, I guess I think that Kat would have been smart to figure out that, you know, gee, hmm, maybe Kara has a shape-shifting friend or somebody that... Um, I guess I that know. is a little harder to discount than Alfred dressing up as Batman. <laughs> so, hey, man, but I'm always down for seeing Alfred dress up like Batman. Sure, you know... I don't know. Yeah, they'd be in the Batmobile with just the mask on, but still wearing the tux. It's amazing. Love it. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess I just feel like they already addressed it, and maybe it's because I'm, you know, we're binge watching it like we or I did originally, and then it feels like it's closer together. But I guess if you're about mid season like this was, you know, maybe you want to re remind people that yes, she can just get away with just wearing glasses. Or, you know, now she can. I, I do see a difference, though. When she's got the hair pulled back and the glasses on, is to, you know, the, her, and it, she does a lot with the body language, too. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah you, you can, notice I'm, it better in this. I think maybe that was necessary for this scene because I always kind of thought there wasn't as much change between Kara and Supergirl that you wouldn't notice it if you, like, worked with her and also had met Supergirl. But this, yeah, kind of drove that home a little better. So, yeah, I agree with you on that one. Yeah, because she definitely did a difference in voice and and different in like almost even the cadence of her voice. Yeah, well, she's when when she's Supergirl, she's confident. When she's Kara, she's yeah, she's mouth Yeah, and I don't think it's an act. You know, it's not an act like the Reeves version of of Clark being bumbling as yeah. part of the act. You don't get that with Kara. Kara's not bumbling, but she's mild mannered and she's. Uh, she's she's got confidence issues as a normal person, you know. Yeah. Just to do the normal human stuff, she's she's not perfect at it. I like that conversation with John too. That 
you know, that she made that point of the line and she's kind of always trying to get him to, you know, come out of his shell too. Yeah. Um, but um, he's not there yet. And uh, so she's she's like, yeah, I mean, I, I would love to kind of do this full time. I could save a lot more people, but I also, you know, have to be, have to keep grounded, you know, as a human being. And these are the people that, that do it for me. So, yeah, a yeah. lot of good uh, cl- or character exploration, I think. Yeah, and it's, I mean, it, you wouldn't want to see the end to that Kryptonian conflict. Yeah, yeah, they had a lo- uh, Astra in captivity, but there's still a little bit more to go here. And it does, you know, take some surprising turns, as we'll shortly see. Anything else about that episode? No, it's, I mean, that's... Both again, so they're both... It's just, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, a lot, it's a lot of plot that, that has to happen at, at the midway point. You know, this is where you got to kind of remind everybody, hey, this this overarching stuff that's going on is still there. Let's kind of follow up on that. And it's it does tie into the rest of the season. The guy they got for Nan is just a great sneering, you know, totally evil bad guy. Yeah. You know, ruthless and... and... I mean, he, he's Zod. He's really yeah. just playing Zod, yeah. but not Zod. <laughs> Nan. Yeah, Nan Zod. <laughs> Nan Zod. Nan Fat Zod. I don't know. <laughs> What? I don't know. Fat Zod. <laughs> non-fat non, I guess. Non-fat non. Yeah. <laughs> mm, delicious. Who, can, who actually has a brain who can speak. <laughs> Instead of that. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. If you're a Kryptonian, you really don't need a bruiser Kryptonian. They all have the same. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. It's like, oh, he's the tough one. It's like, what? You're all, you know, the strongest yeah. gods here. So <laughs> Every good leader needs, you know, at least a, a semi-less intelligent thug that he can order around, too. You know why muss up your own hands if, if you're the general? So that's why he has, well, you know, tons why. of nameless flying Kryptonians that he can summon. Well, Astra's the one who's in charge. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, ultimately. Yeah. Alrighty, um, we'll move on. We'll get a little break from most of the Kryptonians in the next episode and uh, roll out a, a very classic uh, DC hero in episode 10 called Childish Things. The show opens at the Van Cull Maximum Security Prison when two guards are talking about an inmate that gives them nightmares. And uh, the guard peeps through the window uh, of said inmate and sees the creepy ventriloquism-type doll and what looks to be a dead body. And he opens the cell to an- investigate and is killed by the Phantasm Yo-Yo, I'm going to call it from here on. He <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty much what it was, this Razor Yo-Yo that just... You get a good shot of it in the, in the next kill. Another two guards are dispatched thusly, and we uh, cut to Kara and John training in proper flight techniques. Great scene, seeing those two flying together. I mean, just yeah. squeeze. Kara tries to get John uh, to come out of the Martian closet, as it were, and, uh, you know, go strut his green self uh, all the time. Hank, Kara, and Alex, he's not having it yet, though, as I said. Yeah. Hank, Kara, and Alex are planning an assault on Lord Industries. Cat is talking to Lucy Lane about how she isn't very close to Lois, and, and Cat is loving that, obviously. <laughs> yes. And they chat, and it's obvious that Cat is quite impressed by her, and uh, the, 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 the chat takes on kind of an interview-type tone, uh, very much of an interview-type tone. Someone clicks on uh, an office TV, and we find out that the Toy Man has escaped the prison, and Wynn quickly grabs the remote and turns it off himself. Hmm. Mm. 
We find out that Lucy has been offered the head counsel job at CatGo, something both James and Kara don't seem really happy about. Suddenly a bunch of federal agents show up looking for Wynn, and his friends are understandably mystified. But we soon find out that uh, Toy Man is Wynn's father, the guy he's talked about being in prison before, and he's being interrogated by the head agent, Anya, from Buffy. Good to see her again. Was it? Yeah, it was Emma Caulfield. Yep. Oh, okay. So when I first watched it, I'm like, it, she looks damn familiar. And I went to the website, and there, there's my Anya, all in one piece and still looking hot. <laughs> nice. Only you Buffy fans have any fucking clue what I just talked about. But <laughs> if you're not, you should be. Get with it. <laughs> Uh, Kara talks to him, and uh, he tells her why he didn't tell her about his dad, and we get some backstory and the secret origin of Toy Man. Wynn reveals that his dad has uh, left him a toy gram to ask Wynn to meet him somewhere. Wynn comes clean to the feds and, and tells him he's been contacted. Uh, back at the DEO, Alex is trying to convince John to use his powers. Uh, he tries to tell Alex that he can't compromise being the head of the DEO by revealing himself. He fights aliens, he can't be an alien and work here. Um, he points to the fact that his natural form is also kind of monstrous compared to a nice, little, you know, cute Kara. <laughs> yeah. Understandable. And there's a little uh, racial allegory going on there, too, obviously, that John slash Hank uh, mentions in, I think, another episode. Feds have hooked up uh, Wynn with a wire to go try to trap his father, the infamous supervillain, really, really safe. James and Lucy are having the physical, or the typical passive-aggressive discussion that people in love often do about her taking the job, soapy, 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 ah, good memories of relationships gone by. Yeah, that's my my note thought process when the romance shit goes on in these <laughs> soapy, 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 blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and it's all just petty jealousy that I don't have someone that I'm that involved with in my life. So tell me to <laughs> shut up. No, it's all right. <laughs> it's my podcast. I can vent if I want to. That's right. It's my podcast. And I'll, vent. and I'll even sing. Alex calls Max to arrange a distraction, i.e. date, uh, which at least that's what Max thinks it is, so Hank, Jean, can infiltrate his compound. Wynn arrives at the meeting place and is uh, met by creepy toys, of course. Dad is uh, hanging out by the ski ball, and uh, Wynn tells him to turn himself in, but Dad's not hearing it. He just wanted to see his son, and he offers Luke, I mean Wynn, an offer to rule the galaxy together. <laughs> The feds deploy and break in the place. Uh, Toyman resists and they fire, but he's a hologram and gas starts filling the place because supervillain and knocking out everyone. Kara bursts in just in the nick of time and does the classic suck up the poison gas trick. Ah, the old suck up the poison gas move. Uh, saving, a, saving everyone, of course. The feds are still a grilling poor Wynn. Uh, Kara wants to try to save Wynn's dad, but he doesn't want her involved and really doesn't care if his dad dies at this point. But he is upset a little bit that they're going to probably kill him, but he doesn't really see any other way around it at this point. Uh, back to Alex and Max. She is dressed for distraction, and they share a little wine and some chat. Cat is getting ready to hire Lucy to Kara's objection. And Kat points out that her and James' attraction is obvious to pretty much everyone except Kara and James. <laughs> 
Painfully so. Alex and Max are having a sexy dinner with snail's eggs. Yum. Mm. Uh, $100 a mouthful, in case you were wondering. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> they talk about aliens. I got your $100 mouthful right here, buddy. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Waited for that. Came here for that. Wasn't disappointed. They, t- they talk about aliens, feminism, the DEO, blah, blah, blah. Max tells her uh, the aliens didn't take anything when they attacked. He neglects to tell her about the Jane Doe he has strapped up in the lab, though. You know, not really good first date talk. I got well, a woman, as you do. I, I got a woman chained up in the. Hey, you want to see my secret Jane Doe? Yeah, just that. Just had a story in the real news about that. Weird, Max. Really weird. Max number two runs into his assistant in the halls of the building, and John does a horrible Max impersonation, but manages to fool her, presumably. <laughs> Just it didn't turn on the douchebag enough there, John. You, <laughs> you just haven't got the part down. John finds he can't access the lab, so he phases through the door and gets some pictures of Jane Doe, who opens her black eyes, uh, and he then gets interrupted by a guard whose mind he erases, so he doesn't remember anything. Good, good move. It was, um, but it weighed heavy on his soul. Hank John promises Jane Doe corpse that he'll be back for her. Supergirl and Wynn figure out uh, where Toy Man is hiding, and Kara goes in all trying to talk and shit. How cute. Uh, diplomacy is not called for here, Kara, but good effort. Soon the killer creepy toys are deployed, and Kara is still talking. <laughs> Kara attacks, but is foiled by the remote control of Doom, and is sinking in quicksand. Always a classic, uh, which Toy Man feels the need to give us full villain exposition on. The more you struggle, the quicker you sink. Mm. They really should have just given him the black mustache too. It was a, it was good stuff though. It could, it was very Silver Agey episode. You know, can't do Toy Man without it, really. Yeah. Um, from the cries of a little girl, we are hearing, we gather that he also has a hostage, which he's trying to basically drop, you know, makes us think he has in a crate and he's trying to drop into basically like, what, a wood chipper? <laughs> some destructive machine that will shred this poor girl. Um, Kara smartly uses freeze breath to free herself and uh, save the girl who wasn't a girl, was but actually a Supergirl doll. Kind of telegraphed that one. Mm-hmm. Saw that one coming. Alex and Hank John, classic supervillain move. Uh, Alex and Hank John are analyzing the Jane Doe footage. Back in Max's, we find out the guard uh, got fucked right up with the mind wipe. Uh, Hank or Hank John pushed a little too hard. They review security footage and see duplicate Max. Uh, Win is apologizing to Kara for his dad almost killing her. <laughs> and he wants to call the feds, but she won't let him. Car vows to get him back to prison, and we find out how scared Wynn is that he actually, you know, carries the same attributes that drove his dad to insanity, which is actually not an unvalid concern when mental illness is concerned. Yeah. So it was kind of cool that they addressed that a little bit. Um, future toy man, future toy man junior, perhaps. Okay. <laughs> Try to read your notes Maybe. as they're written, Scott. Look for the punctuation. Kara uh, comforts him, and in a moment of weakness, he tries to kiss her. You poor dumb bastard, and is coldly put forever in the friend zone, as we already knew he would be. He will definitely become Toy Man someday. Is my other note, uh, and it's all Kara's fault. <laughs> no, 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 it's not. Female social justice warriors, don't kill me for that. It's not her fault. 
It's just Wynn is an idiot. He is taken by his father as he's uh, leaving, who just wants to play catch. Not really. Dad is still carrying a grudge for his boss. We failed to kill him in the first place. Uh, Dad's not into the whole personal responsibility thing, apparently. No. But uh, Dad actually wants Wynn to kill him for the fam. So the feds are looking for Wynn, who they now think is an accomplice. He is sending Wynn to a toy con to kill his old boss. Wynn obviously doesn't want to do this, but his dad has planted bombs uh, that will kill possibly hundreds if he doesn't kill this one man. So, you know, there's your Manchurian candidate. Dad wants his boy to go to prison with him or escape together. Ah, family love. <laughs> at the at the con, the moment you de- you realize your dad is a psychopath. At the con, Wynn steps up to complete his mission, but fires in the air. Uh, Supergirl swoops in in time to stop the Freds from perforating Wynn, and Toy Man sets off the bombs. Car flies into action, and uh, very nice little strategy uh, sets off all the sprinklers, forcing people out, and then freezing him, and it absorbs the blasts and saves the day. And Toy Man flees, but is obviously caught. Back with the Jimmy and Lucy show. Blah, 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 blah. I'm sorry. You have a great job. I don't like mine. Kissy kiss and makeup. Carl looks on creepily and is sad. <laughs> Carl, just fill in the blanks. Well, that's, I, that's, 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 been, that's been his whole thing the whole time. Yeah. Being sad. Sad win. <laughs> no, it was Kara being sad. Kara's well, she's sad too. She just she Jimmy just and Lucy she's, sitting in the tree. K-I-S-S. She's just trying to ca- she's just trying to catch a D. She's tripping over them left and right, and it's just like just pick one. All right, yeah. <laughs> like you're nice Supergirl. Guy. You don't have to try that hard. <laughs> exactly. Kara tries to go uh, de-awkward things with Wynn, and the poor bastard does the next worst thing he could do in the world and tells her he loves her. Doomed. Yeah, not not the best move at this time. Doomed. Wouldn't be proud, not at this juncture. No. <laughs> Wynn tells her that he doesn't know what this does to her uh, to their friendship. Uh, Kara flies off to Sister Night and more soapy Wynn talk. Alex figures out what happened because uh, she's smart that way and her sister and tells Kara that she's feeling guilty about making Hank use his powers. We munch on some pizza and then we find out Maxi Poo has bugged Alex's purse. Creepy and knows Kara's secret now. Dun, dun, dun. Oh, yeah. So. Well, he's the other secret bad guy. What do you get? Well, he's not even secret. It's <laughs> Yeah, he's he's pretty overt bad guy, just only to the audience. Uh, yeah. But. Yep. Creepy. Really. But there's more to him than meets the eye, too. So. Yeah, indeed. Yeah. yeah. Layers. So he's like an onion, man. He's like, like an onion, onion, not an ogre. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Shrek. <laughs> I'm the only person who doesn't like that movie, apparently. <laughs> yeah, but uh, this one's this is a good little one-off episode because um, it, it's, you know, getting backstory on the, the supporting characters is also important. We got plenty about... Jimmy, but it's about time we get some knowledge bombs dropped on uh, Wynn. Um, and you can see, you know, they've never made it explicit up to this point, but he's not happy about, you know, his father's in prison. And I wasn't even thinking 
Because did they ever did they ever give his last name a shot? Yeah, I think so. And I, I didn't. And I never I, put, I never put it together. Windshot. I'm like, eh. now if he was called Winslow, then I probably would have picked up on it. But my brain just wasn't even going there, which is uh, which is good. You know, it's a little, little swerve. It's like what Toy Man Junior. Yeah, yeah. It's like it, it's just doing all these deep pulls, man. And it's a uh, it's a different, definitely a a more modern take on the Toy Man. You know, he doesn't have the the creepy costume or the um well the absolutely like ridiculous like golden age version but it's it was definitely an interesting take on him well i like that the little doll that he sent him that was one version of it from the comics yeah i mean they definitely played with it but in terms of you know how he was he's just basically crazy terrorist who wants to kill his boss (laughs) so he's just out for revenge pretty simple but sometimes it doesn't have to be uh you know yeah about the world you know sometimes planet killing bad guys sometimes good old-fashioned human revenge yeah disgruntled employee stuff yeah yeah absolutely happens a lot um so yeah because he stole his his toils his his toy design or something is that pretty much how it went down in the comics too i honestly don't even remember you'd have to have michael bailey in here to to let us know the the different versions of toy man it sounds like a dc villain origin you know that would that would fly in the comics though yeah it flies on tv too yeah, yeah it works for me. acceptable <laughs> Love to see him back. They don't even really deal with, you know, it's just like he runs and Kara plops out in front of him, and I guess we assume he's in prison now. Yeah, I mean, so, so he can he can come back at any time. When the there, or I'm I'm still gonna vote on Dark Win, you know, going Toy Man Junior someday. It just gotta happen. You always have to fuck up one of the main characters, either kill him or make him evil. So I'm going with Win becomes evil. Uh, I don't know if the show will love. <laughs> I don't know if the show will go there. Not anytime soon, anyway. Because where where wins at now in season two? I don't see that being a thing. Well, you could do so much more damage there; it'd be perfect. That's also a good point. <laughs> That's the way I'd write it, anyway. Because I love ruining the happy characters because it makes, <laughs> makes me feel better about my crappy life or something like that. Or fair enough. Yeah. Um. But yeah, said good to see a, a, a villain off the page always, and because um, said not not their their usual a good cliffhanger, but not their their usual right in the middle of something cliffhanger. This one is you know Max is spying; he knows Kara's secret, but that you can table and and do later on if you want to. I don't even remember off the top of my head whether they yeah, write well, to it or not, but. <laughs> Uh, well, that that secret in the secret room is coming up pretty darn soon, right? Yeah, and that's a, that's a good one too. That's pretty neat. So, yeah, I, I thoroughly. Yeah, it's about that. two episodes away mm-hmm. for that. So, yeah, they don't they don't hold it back too long. Bizarre that it's that close. It's <laughs> can't imagine what it might be. Anyway, what could it mean? <laughs> I had, to, I had to fight back the urge when you were talking about her black eyes. Uh, black eyes like a doll's eyes. <laughs> yeah. I'll never tough. hold back with a Jaws reference, man. Well, it, was t- it, was, it was tough to hold back. <laughs> yeah. Supergirl versus Jaws. That's a movie I want to see. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Jaws 18. Yeah. Or Supergirl versus, Supergirl versus Sharknado. Let's do that. That come on, CW, just make make a crazy episode where there's a a Sharknado attacking 
National City. Sure, we've had a giant shark on, you know, shark, uh, I forget his name. King Shark has been on the Flash a couple of times. I could come up with, my brain was Land Shark, and I know. Land Sharks! (laughs) Ah! Land Shark. (laughs) Insurance salesman. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And now we're off the deep end. Yeah, I mean, it's there's not much to say on this one. A lot of it's the soapy aspect, but the you know the big the big hook is getting the the background on uh, on Win and what his deal is. I mean, it's it was hinted at before. We get it all laid out now, and uh, they don't really do much else with it this season. Um, it's kind of puts puts that story arc to bed for for him. But it does, you know, he does drop the L bomb on her, and it's like. <sighs> Can't really walk that one back, bro. Yeah, yeah. Can't walk it back. No, yeah, it was unfortunate. And I said it's it's mostly because I think I've probably been in situations like that. You know what? Poor win. <laughs> I do too, but you know what? At least he actually expressed it. How many people don't actually say yeah, what they feel? Yeah, yeah, you know? It's off to him, man. Uh, definitely had balls. Definitely had balls to do that. Yep, and the actor kills it, man. He he's really he, he's appropriately dorky. Yes. Yeah, he is, but he's he's also you know badass when he needs to be here. I still I feel I'm a little almost like pissed at at Supergirl for for when not not that she rejected him. If you're not feeling it, you're not feeling it. But again, she like has him hack into somebody. Never tell your friends you're a super hacker. In other words, because they're going to be asking you to do treasonous favors for him all the time. I would do Tristan's favorite for her. I would too, but you know, I don't know. Or, or Astra, either one. Sure. Uh, yeah, and, and, and get your heart crushed and go to prison all at the same time. Do you, do you think? Do you think Astra has a white a white stripe on the left side of her of her crotch? <laughs> I'm just curious. These are the things that I think about. What you know, I mean. They're, they're Kryptonian. I mean, do they even have body hair? I don't know. So these again, things I need to know. Mike Bailey, where are you? <laughs> I need to know these things. Well, we once I mean, do uh, they call it a Brazilian about, Krypton? Yeah, we once pondered about Kryptonians Brazilian waxes. So I mean, like, yeah, pondered like, about do they, it, do they just call it a Kryptonian? Is that going to be like a fad now? Can I get a Kryptonian? <laughs> yeah. Only if you have your own heat vision to sear off your own hair with. Yeah. Do they have space Brazil? <laughs> I want to go there. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. They could just the heat vision it off, right? Yeah, yeah. And that would be it. Oh, Isn't that like electrolysis. Like, hey, uh, yeah. Hey, uh, Kara, I need a little uh, help grooming, man, man, manscaping. Yeah. <laughs> does that mean that pays does that, well? Does that mean you have to cover the the important bits with lead? <laughs> yes. If you, well, if you ever want to have kids, you could also it could also double as a vasectomy. <laughs> Yeah, there you go. I'll be like, can you just put a little zap zap there? Perfect. Thanks. Good Permit to go. Hair removal and uh, sterilization all in one shot. That's, I like it. If like that it. superhero thing doesn't work out for her, it's always good to have something to fall back on. Cottage industry. Yeah. <laughs> Personal grooming and painless uh, sterilization. I like this. Superhero pubic hair talk, and you're only going to find it here on Weekly Heroics, kids. Uh, That's what I do. At least I hope to God this is the only place you'd have to hear it. Yeah, it's the same thing with the Joker. I mean, the the chemicals made his hair green. I'm just saying. Yeah. yeah. 
<laughs> Riddler, do you think he shaves his into a question mark? I don't know. <laughs> that would be the Riddler, wouldn't it? I'm just asking. <laughs> yeah, I just said the, the Riddler, does he shave his into a question mark? He just, he makes his, he makes a face, you know, he takes a little... <laughs> It's easy to do. It's already Riddle's smiling. Fist. It's already uh, smiling. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! All right, we're way off the beaten track. Here. I need to go play a new video game or something. Yeah, I think uh, you should do that. <laughs> but um, if you have thoughts on the episodes themselves or on our tangents, yes. please write in. These I will be happy to have a long and involved discussion about superhero biology. And you can do it at weeklyheroics at yahoo.com. Thank you. <laughs> there we go. We don't have any yet this week. I'm checking again just in case. Even if it's just to call me crude, I don't yeah. care. Yeah, or we'll have to try to get cruder. Supergirl's pubes. I did not talk about Supergirl's pubes. <laughs> I will if you want me to. <laughs> I think we did. We, we talked about, well, we general Kryptonian pubes. Kryptonian pubes. Yeah. Sounds like a name for a punk band. <laughs> Trademark that shit. <laughs> All right. We're calling it. If you like the show, let us know. If you hate the show, let us know. And uh, we'll be back very, very soon with more coverage of Supergirl. Yeah, and other things. So stay tuned, kids. Bye now. Bye. Adolescents this generation have no respect and are a far cry from my sweet Jane Eyre and her friend Helen Burns. Why, just this afternoon I was. Stella? Across, and, and you know what? Men too. Well, uh, uh, Stella? Serious men like the tragic Mr. Rochester and teachers, pa! They're all like the villainous Mr. Brocklehurst. Hey, Stella! Uh, yes, Thomas? As much as I enjoy um, indulging your insanity, uh, we have a promo to record. Oh dear, and what might that be? That is you and I telling everyone that we have a brand new podcast out there. It's called Required Reading with Tom and Stella. Once a month, we will take a look at a single work of literature, discuss it, analyze it, and determine if it's worth its place in the canon. Oh dear, that sounds delightful. Oh, I'm sure it will be. And you can find us on the Two True Freaks Network, which is at twotruefreaks.com. Oh yes, required reading with with Tom and... Why is it Tom and Stella? Why can't it be Stella and Tom? It rolls off the tongue better? Okay. Well, that was easy. So, required reading with Tom and Stella. Twotruefreaks.com. Thanks for contributing to the promo there. You did a great job. Oh, you are so welcome.